Welcome to the Wild Menopause Podcast. I'm your host, Diane Shepard, certified holistic sexuality coach with a specialty in the Taoist jade egg practice. I run an online transformational program for women navigating midlife, menopause, and beyond who want to rebirth their lives by reclaiming their sensual pleasure and tapping into the power of their sexual energy. You see, your sexual energy is not just about sex. It's the foundation of everything, your vitality, your health, your creativity, your joy, and so much more. From the Taoist perspective, midlife and menopause is called second spring. It's considered to be a spiritual and sexual rebirth where a woman can realign with her deepest desires, rejuvenate herself, and rebirth her life from the inside out. Learn more about my program, Second Spring Queen, with a link in the show notes. It just might be the holy grail you've been searching for. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Well, hello there. Welcome to the podcast. And if it's your first time listening, I am so thrilled you're here. I know I had a bunch of new listeners tuning in, so really thrilled to have you. And of course, if you're back again for another round of Wild Menopause, so thrilled over the moon to have you back. Welcome. All right, so today I want to dive into the topic of feminine energy, the somewhat elusive, mysterious, um, somewhat confrontational, and confusing sometimes topic of feminine energy. I want to go into what is it, uh, why we should care, why should we care, and how to tap into it. But before we go into that, I just want to give you a little backstory on where I'm coming from here this morning at 6 a.m. And uh, we have a huge kitchen project going on, complete demolition and remake of my kitchen, which has really been interesting, challenging, and somewhat fun, I gotta, be, I gotta say. But it's really noisy here during the day, complete mayhem, actually. You know, navigating the the workers and the dog and his reaction to the workers and all, all the things. You know, I'm sure you've been there. I <laughs> so I was just like, okay, when am I going to record my podcast? So I just went to bed a little frustrated last night about that. And then my yoni woke me up. My yoni woke me up at uh, my feminine woke me up at three thirty this morning um, because I always do my own practice before I record a podcast. It's just my my thing. I have to do my own sensual ritual, which takes about an hour, hour and a half. Um, I try to do that every day, usually do. And definitely on podcast day, I make sure that I am coming from that place of embodiment. So anyway, my Yoni decided, you got to get up and uh, do your thing. So yeah, I got up, did my morning stuff, had my coffee, did a really beautiful practice. And here I am finally sitting down, hitting record at 6 a.m. So I just want to say that because it has everything to do with the topic we're going into today, the feminine. And uh, this is what can happen when we really start to embody this energy and wake up our yoni, which is, uh, you know, a big way to connect with this energy, of course. And um, I want to add too that it feels really good. I'm I'm not feeling put out by getting up at that hour. You know, it's a whole different scenario. Say if I was like, oh, I got to set my alarm and get up early to do this podcast. Like, no, no, no. It's not coming from that place at all. It's coming from a place of deep joy and gratitude and um, pleasure. (laughs) So (laughs) this is the magic that can happen when you really start to work with this energy. It's so powerful. So what is this energy? 
Yeah. Well, it's life force. You know, it's creative life force energy. It's infinite life force energy, and it's in all of us. And I do want to say, too, that, you know, I identify as a woman. I'm a cis woman and a female body, and I'm going to be speaking from that lens. And if you identify as a woman and you're not in a female body, feel free, please, to reach out and contact me. I really feel that a lot of these principles can definitely be applied and worked with energetically. Wherever you are in your journey with that, I want to be you know, responsible with my language here and realize that this is my lens. I'm speaking from that place of um, you know, a, a female-bodied person who definitely you know, connects with my feminine very strongly. Wasn't always the case. It was a journey, believe me. That being said, yeah, this is infinite life force energy. It's in all of us. And I uh, really, really resonate with the perspective, the Taoist perspective and the tantric perspective of this idea of archetypally speaking, masculine and feminine energy. So yin and yang, Shakti Shiva in, in Sanskrit, I really resonate. The name of my company is Shakti Core. So it's like, yeah, I really resonate with this idea of polarity and harmony. I really, really connect with that in terms of you know, living our best lives, really embodying the dance of this energy in our own lives so that we can, again, really express who we truly are. And um, yeah, so I just want to, again, add that as my, my lens that I'm coming from. So this is, you know, creative life force energy. And um, yes, it's about sensuality and flow and that continuum. It's a continuum, right? It's about the stuff that connects all life. And it's in all of us, connects all life. It's like a web. And it's also, you know, everything you see in nature, in a sense, it's uh, really um, a force of nature energy as well. I guess a real quick and simple way to explain that is, um, I'll just say it has two faces. It has many more faces, but we'll just go with two for simplicity's sake. I like to think of it as like, there's like a Venus component, like the sensual goddess of love component. And there is that force of nature component, which is more like Kali or Lilith, the primal femme. And these two work in cahoots together. Um, From my perspective, it's a big part of my work. How do we work with these aspects of the feminine in our lives to really um, create from a very authentic place? So this energy, it's um, in all of us and it's expression through you is as unique as your fingerprint. And um, you can look to your astrology or if you're into human design, like you can go into like the archetypal energies in in your your natal charts for that kind of thing to, to get more kind of a perspective on it. But it's really, you know, equally as powerful and more powerful, I would say, is to just simply start to connect with it and embody it from your body and um, it'll express naturally, right? So if you are drawn to, say, astrology, you can look at your Venus can be a great place to check that out and placement of your Lilith, Black Moon Lilith. Um, But if that's not calling you, if that might get stuck, it could get you stuck in your head, you could just simply come into what I'm going to share here and start to feel this essence. It's an essence that lives inside of you that you can start to really connect with and embody and cultivate 
and make it stronger, right? So um, the female body has potent access to this energy by design. And if we think about the womb, the cervix, right, the source of life, um, that's where, you know, the potential for, for giving, birthing new life, not just a physical baby, but all kinds of creativity can come out of this region. And even if your womb has been removed, or your cervix has been removed, still that energy, that blueprint is there, right? You're working with that creative life force energy. And also the yoni, our vagina has all different um, portal zones that connect with this energy very strongly. And of course the clitoris, uh, the full anatomy of the clitoris, this beautiful potent organ whose only purpose is pleasure. And pleasure is a big part of it, which I'm definitely going to talk about in, in a bit. But um, yeah, so by design, we have potent access to it. And if you feel disconnected to your feminine energy, it's not your fault. For thousands of years, this energy has been um, in lockdown, violently oppressed, repressed. And so we're, we're starting to kind of crawl out of the wreckage if you will, of thousands of years of patriarchy, of really denying the potency of this energy. Because if this energy was allowed to stay as potent as it was, you know, in ancient times, or way back, our ancestors, um, then the, the domination couldn't have occurred. This is how powerful this energy is. It really does connect us, you know, direct line to the divine. So it'd be really hard for institutions, say, to impose their will on people if they had this energy flowing in them strongly. So um, yeah, that's a whole other podcast episode, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, this energy, again, it lives in the female body. We have potent access to it. Also in the male body can definitely connect to this energy and embody it. It's easier, I think, for the female body to connect with it initially. And quite often, uh, men... Uh, need to be around an awakened woman for it to really awaken in them. And this is one of the reasons why courtesans were so important, um, you know, through the ages of helping powerful men lead because this creative life force energy, it's, uh, again, it gives you such an edge, <laughs> tunes you into... Um, insights, intuition, and just vision in in a, a whole other way that you just cannot access if you're going solely from the male perspective. If you're operating solely out of your own masculine, for example, and cut off from your feminine, it's really going to be hard to live a full life where you feel good in your skin, right? Because this energy wants to be expressed, wants to you know, work in partnership with your masculine energy. And um, if it's in lockdown, you know, can't do that. So, you know, sadly, it was just a small elite group of women that got paid big bucks to cultivate this energy through sensual practice so that they can, you know, bring it. So these courtesans got paid more for their presence than they did for having sex, for sure. It wasn't, you know, people often equate courtesans as being prostitutes and nothing wrong with prostitution in my opinion but like it, it was definitely more than um, being a sex worker 
definitely more. It's definitely like a spiritual priestess kind of thing where, um, you know, they brought insight to, you know, powerful masculine leaders and, um, you know, shaped history in that way. So why should we care? Why would we want to start to connect with this energy and embody this energy and cultivate this energy because it is cultivation, it's work, it's a yoga, it's a yoga practice for sure. Um, The courtesan yoga, if you will. Uh, Yeah, well, I guess a good way to, to speak to that is what does it feel like to be disconnected to this energy? And if you've been feeling on what I like to call the hamster wheel of the patriarchy, you're in go mode a lot, go, 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 do, do, do. I'm reaching goals left and right, checking the boxes, and yet I'm still not feeling satisfied and gratified. That's a good signal that you are cut off from the feminine, you know? If you um, feel like you're really disconnected to your sensuality, really can't access pleasure in a way that you are craving, that you're yearning for, another strong indication that you're disconnected to your the birthright of your feminine energy. If you feel uninspired, you're feeling like um, writer's block, blank canvas, you can't create, not that you have to be an artist, but you know what I mean, cut off from your creativity, lacking that inspiration, disconnect from your inner muse, that's a disconnect to the feminine. If you feel really run by your emotions, the strong emotions, that um, you really feel kind of imprisoned by them or impaled by them or derailed by them, if your emotions are causing a lot of chaos in your life, again, disconnect from the feminine. Because the feminine, when we really connect and embody and give space to our emotions, our emotions empower us as they are designed to right? But when we're disconnected to the feminine, our emotions become our enemy. And um, again, don't feel like it's your fault. It's absolutely not your fault. We've been living in these systems for thousands of years that really don't honor emotional intelligence. Things are changing, but don't honor the feminine, of course. And it's the feminine that allows us to work with emotions as life force energy, as honestly as orgasm, so they can fuel your 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 passion and your pleasure. I always like to say, give your passion a place to play, which we, again we'll talk about in a moment. If you feel disconnected to your beauty, now beauty can be a real touchy subject. I get it because it's been hijacked. We've been really fed the toxic mimic of beauty, but if you feel disconnected to your own beauty and maybe judging other women or feeling like oh, why do they get to be beautiful? Like just feeling like some other somebody else has what you want and you can't have it. You don't have access to your own beauty. Again, massive disconnect to your feminine. So the, that's just a, those are just a few examples of what might be going on for you. Um, also, yeah, even you can go bring this into food. Like if you have a uh, unhealthy relationship to food, any kind of addictions that also can absolutely be connected to a disconnect of your feminine energy in a healthy way. Also, many health problems. If you're having pelvic pain or autoimmune stuff, all of these can be connected to 
a disruption in your connection to your feminine energy because when we are accessing our feminine energy, we can access a flow state, a flow state where our body knows how to heal. It's a, it's a place of rejuvenation. And we can absolutely do the healing that we need to do to be able to access these flow states, right? So again, if you feel disconnected to your feminine energy, totally not your fault. Again, this is, you know, collectively trauma that we've all experienced. And if you've had very intense personal trauma, you're going to feel this even more. So I just want to, you know, say that too. Um, don't blame yourself. Definitely not your faults. There are, you know, practices that you can start to work with to reclaim this connection to the feminine. And again, if you have experienced trauma, it's so important to go at this in, um, in baby steps, right? I'm a big fan of titration, like drop by drop, little by little to slowly regain, regain this power, which is why um, I add a personal one-on-one component to my program because it is important to customize this work for yourself uh, so it really works for you. All right, so those are just a few reasons of why we might want to care about tapping into our feminine energy, reclaiming it, embodying it, and again, taking on the work of cultivating it, doing the healing work and the cultivating work to keep it flowing. So you say, all right, Diane, I'm I'm still with you. How do we do it? How do we tap into this energy? I'm so glad you asked. Well, <laughs> well, we tap into it. You've probably already guessed through our sensuality. Pleasure is a portal for sure. Um, this is a direct line to your sacred feminine. It absolutely is. The, the female body is designed to experience incredible love. I would say infinite levels of pleasure and levels, probably not even the right word, but, um, ecstasy, right? We are designed and don't feel bad if you don't have access to that right now, but that's how we are by design. And pleasure is a portal in to the sacred feminine and so hard to get from the mind it's really a, a visceral experience that you get when you start to cultivate your your sensuality and really start to uh, view your your body as sacred as a sacred vessel to accessing you know the divine and that your pleasure is actually a prayer right? Pleasure practices, sensuality practices are a form of prayer. That's not going to resonate with everyone, but that is what I found to be true (laughs) for sure. So that's one of the ways through our sensuality and our pleasure. And like I said, we also access it when we honor our body as sacred. Really important to get that. We also access it when we give our passion a place to play. So what do I mean by that? This is where we we can go in and work with the more raw emotion of grief, of anger, of rage, and give it a place to play. Give it space to be felt. And we could do that in a number of ways. In my program, we do it through breath, breath work. We do it through movement, sensual movement, pelvic-centric, yoni-centric movement. We do it through working with rhythm. 
We do it through working with sound. Now there's primal sounding that's really powerful. And also there's uh, Taoist healing sounds, part of the Taoist system, really powerful in healing and helping us liberate these like stuck emotional blocks that we all have in our pelvis. They tend to really accumulate. So sounding, and of course we, we incorporate a lot of pleasure too. So um, yeah, giving our passion a place to play, giving space for emotion to be felt is really, really important. You want to feel it in your body on a level of sensation, move with it, dance with it, invite it in rather than trying to get rid of it. That's how this feminine game works. <laughs> you know, it's not about pushing, getting rid of, um, numbing. The numbing is, is what gets us into trouble, right? We can't selectively numb. So we start to numb our rage, our grief. We numb our orgasm. So the feminine wants us to ride the waves, put our emotions in motion, and that's how we start to really liberate our feminine and start to feel her come alive from the inside out, right? So it's not a concept that you're putting on yourself. It's, um, it's an unfolding. And we access this through sensual practice. As I said, the jade egg practice is my personal favorite, <laughs> really incredible, elegant system of how to work with the female body with this gemstone egg to reconnect to your birthright of this feminine energy, your, your inner Shakti. Now you may have heard me say this before, but I teach a very movement-centric approach to the jade egg practice. And what I mean by that is really reclaiming the super subtle but really important moves of your vagina. This is essential for waking up your feminine at least on the level that I'm talking about. So when you wake up the moves of your vagina, you wake up this energy, right? Because when a, a body part is stagnant, if a body part that's able to move doesn't get to move, the energy freezes, it stagnates. And for many valid reasons, most women on the planet are frozen in their vagina, in their pelvic floor, in their pelvis. But once you start to wake up the vagina through using this jade egg internally. And I have these five key moves. I like to call them a vaginal mastery. When you start to get your vaginal mastery down, you restore full function to your vagina. So just anatomically speaking, on a physical level, really healthy for you to cure your pelvic floor issues if you have them. Incontinence can really support pelvic organ prolapse, vaginal dryness, all those things. You start to really cultivate succulents. But in terms of, to stay on topic here, <laughs> just the energetic component of that is huge because you start to liberate this energy that lives there. So it gets thawed, thawed out, if you will, unstuck. So it's not something that's coming at you from the outside. This is an inside job. This is an unfolding. And this energy starts to liberate and become available for you and fuel your life. So that is a lot. Um, I hope I inspired you <laughs> to connect with your inner feminine energy. Uh, again, um, I'm a tips and tools kind of gal. So if you want just a really simple down and dirty, I like to call this a biohack to get off that hamster wheel of the patriarchy and start to really feel your essence 
I shared this a week or so ago, the Shakti Reset Meditation. It's just a simple breathwork practice that you can try. I'll make sure I link it in the show notes. But you can start to feel what I mean when you breathe into your heart and your breast. That's a whole other topic we can go into. A lot of great energy there, your love chi. And then moving down and breathe into the womb, you'll start to feel what I mean. This essence starts to come alive. And it's a really great place to start. So I'm going to cap it there. I hope you have a fabulous day or evening wherever you are in the world. And I will catch you next time. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you're resonating with what I'm sharing here on the show and you want to know more, you're curious, maybe you're wondering if my program, Second Spring Queen, is a good fit for you right now. Set up a free Pleasure Queen activation session. You'll see a link for that in the show notes. In that free session, we'll meet one-on-one and I'll guide you through a body-based practice where you can connect to your inner pleasure queen and get really clear on your desires for your third chapter. And you'll get a real sense of what my work is all about and how I can serve you and whether or not it's a good fit for you at this particular time. And if you know a woman or women in your life that would really benefit from what I'm sharing here on the show, please share the love, pass it along. All right, that's all for now. I'll catch you next time. Take care.